Oh my god, Steve, help! What? I've just noticed that I am nude from the pants up. What am I to do? Wow, you're Putin it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm getting that rock and roll Putin look, and <laughs> I am just not fond of it. My nipples are exposed, as well, well as my chest hair. Let me tell you, Ben, this is very fortunate for you, because today's show is sponsored by Clairvoyant Clothing. Oh my god, Clairvoyant Clothing? That sounds like something I could probably find on Instagram. Why, you could, at Clairvoyant Clothing Company. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. What are they going to do for me to help me with my upper nudity situation? <laughs> Upper nudity. Upper nudity. <laughs> well, Ben, Clairvoyant Clothing is a horror and occult-themed casual clothing brand. They offer large eye-catching designs Ooh. as well as small chest pocket prints and even plain black tees, if that's more your style. Oh, man. You know what? I formerly was really into plain white tees, but I'm past All that phase right. now. But, Stephen, I don't have tons of money in my pocket right now. Whatever am I to do? Are these expensive? Wow. Ben. T-shirts and tank tops start at just sixteen sixty six. That's the pricing of the beast. The pricing of the beast. <laughs> and sizes range from small to three XL. So there's something for every gender, size, and shape. I'll take mine in extra medium. That's the mediumest. The, the most medium of all. <laughs> Wow, that's utterly fantastic, Steve. This yeah. is really going to help me get myself in line and get myself presentable to the public because I really want to go to Benihana. They got that sign up front that says, I got to wear a shirt. What's up with that bullshit? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Oh, I don't know. Uh, free the nipple, I say. Exactly there right. There you go. I don't know what might be their best sellers. I might want to choose a popular one. Well, they sent us their two best sellers, the Death Tarot card design Ooh. and the Uncle Satan Wants You vintage poster design. Their best sellers. We put them on. I was digging it. Nice shirt, nice design. Mm-hmm. And we took some pictures. So you can go check out our Instagram, see what they look like. All the cool kids are doing it. And exclusive. Boom. Stop the fucking presses, everyone. They're offering a discount to dead and lovely listeners. Do People what? listening to this show get a discount? Yeah. Just go to clairvoyantclothing.com and use the coupon code dead and lovely. That's all one word, dead and lovely. For 6% off your order. Oh my lord, that's absolutely fantastic. Go check out Clairvoyant Clothing and start looking like one of the cool kids right now. Woo! Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, to a very special very hungover episode of <laughs> Dead and Lovely, your favorite horror movie podcast in the multiverse and beyond, where only a, a scant, maybe eight hours ago, we were partying hard, yeah, getting our getting our freak on, raging hard for my wife's yeah. birthday party here Til in this very well moment. into the morning hours. Well into the wee hours of dawn, yeah. and this is a very rare daytime appearance. I know, the sun's out. Yeah, this and is very And our guns odd. aren't. What the hell? What the hell are we doing? We're, We're fucking it all up, man. Yep. Sun's out, guns out. Shit. Mm-hmm. I do have my buns out, though. Oh, okay. Well, that works. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. get something out when that sun's yeah. out. You're wearing assless chaps, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah, like you do. Uh-huh. And a clairvoyant t-shirt to top yeah. that off. Awesome clairvoyant t-shirts. Good. Thank you to clairvoyant. Sending us a couple other shirts. We, you'll see them in mm-hmm. pictures on the Instagram. Yeah. Maybe it's like I that. I almost said MySpace. <laughs> we don't have a MySpace. <laughs> and once again, we should. <laughs> hangovers make your brain work great. Yeah. <laughs> they work really, really good. Then. It threw me back to 2003. <laughs> 
I've heard that that photo that we're putting up on Instagram of us wearing these clairvoyant shirts uh-huh. is already at the front runner of being the most masturbated to photo on True. Instagram 2019. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. I have heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've masturbated. I'll try it. it out. Yeah, yeah I'm fixing to try well. the thing out. You know, I'm doing it right now. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had ourselves a good old party last night and now we're getting up. Uh, to do this podcast here in the in the morning hours, which is very unusual for us, but yeah. I've got such a fucking crazy busy week. I can't be pulling one of these three in yeah. the morning late night podcast recordings. No. We got we got you got shit to do. Too much shit to do. Gotta got hang out with the fam. Yeah. Doing all that family stuff. My sister in law is in from China for just a few mm-hmm. more days. So the next few days are just jam packed full of familial fun mm-hmm. and fuckery. And fuckery. And or fuckery. <laughs> yes indeed. So yeah, daytime podcast. Today. Hopefully we find out that we can still bring the lols through very bad hangovers. What did you drink on last night, Steve? Uh, just vodka. Yeah, I drank a lot just of that stuff, Just a bunch too. of vodka. I had a sip of uh, several different beers that people were having. Yeah, I, no, yeah. No, I did have a whole beer. Yeah, Joe Yeah, you Joe had that Lagunitas. Uh, hazy little something. Hazy little something, and I, I took a drink of that. And, that and man, that was good. Yeah. Once again, Lagunitas brings the pain. They do. They've got what it takes. Uh-huh. They've got what it takes. I drank a lot of... Moscow Mules. Oh, okay. I was just night. drinking vodka, soda, lime. Yeah. Uh, boring. Yeah. Zero carbs. Whatever. Yuck. It is good, though. It is. It's fine. It I is mean, it's fine. I, I'm not going to let my diet take the fun out of getting drunk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to be able to drink beers all the time or whatever, but fuck yeah, I'm going to drink some vodka, soda, lime and have a good time. There you go, man. Yeah. I recently discovered uh, to make a great homemade Moscow Mule. Yeah. You need to go to the store, go to where they keep them mixers, and get yourself some spectacular ginger beer. No, you need ginger beer. Absolutely. No, not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor yeah. or anything. I'm just telling you guys, spectacular you brand like spectacular? ginger beer. Oh, my God. My the favorite best. is the uh, Trader Joe's brand. I haven't had that. It's extra gingery and Ooh. so fucking good. Well, that's what I like about the spectacular is that uh-huh. it's it's less sweet. Yeah. I think it's just sweetened with like maybe agave syrup mm. or cane sugar, mm. but there's no corn syrup in it. Yeah. Because all those other ones, like your, um, uh, what's the one with the black seal on it? Uh, I can't remember. Like Barbados, all those uh-huh, have like a yeah. ton of corn syrup in them. Right. It just tastes like shitty Cock and ginger ale. Have you had that? No, I haven't mm. had that. That one's alcoholic and it's just not very good. Krabby's is alcoholic. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad at all. You need to try that shit from Ginger's Revenge in Asheville. Have you oh, had yeah? any of those? No. It's a distillery brewery in Asheville that only does ginger beer. Oh, okay. And dude. They have some incredible shit. They have one that's like a pear and rosemary mm, ginger beer. All right. Uh, I had a hibiscus one last time uh-huh. we were there. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good. But, uh, yeah. But I, I need bot, it to have a, a good spice to it. I yeah. want it to burn the shit out of my well, that's mouth. That's what I like about the Spectacular is mm. that it's it's got a shit ton of ginger in it. Yeah. And it's also got like uh, like chili extract in it. Oh, does it? Yeah. So okay. it's just got a little little extra snap little to, it. to it. Yeah. yeah. It's not the kind of thing where you're like, my mouth is on fire. It's right. not like that kind of thing. But, you know, just like if you ever like lick a piece of fresh ginger, it's kind of mm-hmm. spicy. Yeah, it is. It has a little bit of that going oh, on to it. Oh, man. Ginger... That's a that's a cure what ails you. If you're ever sick, yeah. make yourself some ramen and put in way more ginger than mm-hmm. you normally would. And just slurp that down. It'll get Ooh, good buddy. to you. It'll yeah, get real good. It'll clear to out you. those sinuses. 
So I didn't actually get too fucked up last night. I didn't rage too yeah, no, hard. I, I, don't, I didn't black out or anything. I remember everything we did. Yeah. We were up very late. Yeah, same. Hanging out. I, this morning, I woke up and I was like, I think I drank more than I thought I did. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where usually usually it's the kind of thing where I'll wake up at like 6.30 in the morning to like get up and pee. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh no, I've done it again. <laughs> you know, and that was definitely the case this morning. I woke up and I was like, well, fuck. That, that so was a bad choice. Yeah, I didn't drink that much, but, you know, I just kind of ate a bunch of like party food. That's, so I was just snacking yeah. on chips and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, that's not what you need when you're dehydrating yourself further by drinking booze. And all I was doing was eating meat and cheese, nothing to absorb it. Dude. I didn't, like, I didn't eat anything that could have absorbed some uh, of that alcohol. It was just meat and cheese. During my brief flirtations with like trying to do a low carb mm-hmm. thing it led to the most righteous ridiculous hangovers yeah. i've probably ever yeah. had in my life you, you just got nothing soaking everything up you gotta build yeah. that bread base up Hell you know yeah. and uh, i did not really get to do that last night so whoo man plus i think it might have something to do with being 35 years old that's true you're older now yeah <laughs> once you get a little bit older you can't drink like you used to yeah it's a yeah. shame do you remember like the first time that you had that that hangover where it was like oh no i can't party like i used to oh shit um well okay so i I was mormon for 10 years so i hadn't drank in 10 years and then emily and i started drinking some but it wasn't like hardcore raging but i remember i i'm pretty sure it was at after one of your Halloween parties yeah. <laughs> that like I just woke up the next day and was like like your mouth just is both dry and tastes like shit oh god I hate and it and then like yeah your stomach is just like I hate you eat something and then you eat something and it's like I hate you vomit <laughs> <laughs> that's not good enough either fuck yeah. you I think yeah I think it was after one of your Halloween parties where I woke up and was like right this was what a hangover is like and it's way worse now oh my god yeah yeah cause I remember like you know when you're in your 20s and stuff and you're partying in college and everything it's like you can drink any combination of anything yeah and wake up the next oh, day yeah. and be like, fine. Throw it all together. Yeah, exactly. But it's I'll like, have a tequila gin mix. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Dude, one of the, the first times that I remember being like, well, can't do this anymore, was one of the first really extremely bad hangovers that I had. Mm. It was at a huge party that we were throwing over at Kate's parents' house. Uh-huh. It was like, uh, it was a going away party for a good friend of ours. Wasn't a go away party, though. It wasn't a go away. Go yeah. on, get party. Uh-huh. We were getting rid of uh, uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Get out of here. Get. Go on. Nobody loves you. <laughs> oh, he did say that. <laughs> so cruel. It was. And that night, I just got way too wrecked. And I remember specifically, I had a big combination of whiskey and vodka, which now, even now, I can't say whiskey and vodka and not feel my stomach turn yeah. a little bit. And the that, next morning, um, dude, I got up and I had to teach uh, the very first like big group lesson that we were hosting at, uh-huh. the, at the Guitar Vault. At that time, it was called the Fret Store. It was a different shop back then. But we used to do these like free group lessons on like Saturday mornings at like uh-huh. nine, in, 9 in the morning or some shit oh, like this. God. And I was up to do the very first one. And I woke up that morning. We stayed the night over there. I woke up and just I remember looking in the mirror and being like, I look like a corpse. <laughs> And I went and I taught this group lesson with like clammy corpse hands, Mm -hmm. like my hands like shaking and stuff, you know? I bet people were like, man, that dude's metal as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's fucking wrecked. (laughs) I think I was still a little drunk that morning. And I just remember the whole day being like, 
I feel like I'm going that to die. That is the worst when you have the hangover, but you still feel drunk. Oh, dude. And you're just like, your brain doesn't work enough to take care of yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Especially for me, too. Like, trying to play guitar with a hangover is like playing with somebody else's hands. Yeah. It's like nothing works the way that it should. Yeah. I get the, the fumbleitis, the dropsies. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That is definitely one of my like, symptoms. Yeah, you're holding your phone up above your head in bed and just drop it on your face. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude. I've done that so <laughs> that's one of those where you just get mad at yourself yeah. and you're like i probably deserved that i'm an asshole what are your like hangover symptoms everybody's hangover kind of hits them differently what's yours uh i eat a lot of stomach stuff yeah um, dude. That's, a, what, that's what we call the old party butt yeah i'm a, I'm a bad easy, case of party butt easy puker and yeah i'll get I'll easy also, puker <laughs> if, it gonna does, puke if it doesn't come out that toilet. way it's gonna come out the other way yeah, yeah. either way stuff's gotta go uh, everything must go this the worst. Um, <laughs> sometimes like I get the headache, and it's one of those headaches that doesn't go away. You for, can't do anything. There's literally it. nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. that's because like your 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 brain is dehydrated yeah. and shrinking and like peeling away from the lining yes. of your skull. I remember after I learned that, and then being like, "Yeah, that's exactly what that feels like." Yep, makes sense. <laughs> so oh, I hate it. I usually try to stay pretty hydrated to avoid that at all costs like i'll still get other symptoms but if i get the headache i know i fucked up yeah and it's gonna be a real bad day i think because i'm just an adamant anti-puker uh-huh. you know where it's like i will not throw <laughs> up on your body no i do uh-huh. yeah it's like it you'll feel bad all day but it's still better than throwing up once <laughs> in my book <laughs> so i don't throw up but i usually just retain this just like horrible nausea for like hours and hours and hours so like right now i'm just super like nauseous mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but it's like i know i'm not gonna throw up but i just don't feel good yeah and like my thoughts get really cloudy too yeah you know it's like i feel like my brain is only running on like one cylinder and like you're saying i get the fumbles and stuff yeah. like my coordination isn't really quite there ain't no fun no, no, I'm not. I'm not really. But we sure had fun leading up to it. Sure had a good time. Yeah. Got to hang out with old Grayson last yeah, night. Yeah, Grayson, Grayson Hester, Hester was here. Uh, Long time listener to the show and big and, old buddy of ours. Yeah, and we've been wanting to get him on the show. We can just never seem to schedule it right. Yeah. So eventually we will have Grayson Hester on the show and you'll all find out what an awesome guy he is. Oh, yeah. No, that'll be really fun no matter what movie we end up doing. Yeah. He will add some great insights. He's a nice young man. He sure is. Just a model upright citizen right That's there. Absolutely true. Yeah. Like, Call him a good boy. He is. One of them good boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fun party, so I'll say it's it was worth it. Yeah, totally. I had a great time. It won't be my last rodeo. No. <laughs> For sure it won't. As a result of that, uh, we were kind of changing up our, our selection of mystery fluids today. Usually That's on the true. show, if you've ever listened, you know we guys like to, to get a pull on some beers yeah. and stuff like that. But myself, I am sip, sip, sipping on some Pedialyte. Yeah. I'm sipping on some water and the other holy trinity, a cold coffee. I need those things to get me well, Steve. Yeah, man. I can't imagine if you were drinking something like a beer. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I'm going to drink a beer. <laughs> get you a cold one out of there. What are you drinking on, Steve? Uh, it looks like it's a Highland Brewing. Highland. Uh, it's also in collaboration with Sierra Nevada, so two... Two great tastes combined one. Rustic IPA 25th Anniversary Ale. I don't know if we've had this on the show, but I've had this. Yeah, I know that we had some, I think, just while we were chatting or yeah. something like that one time. It's good. It's like an IPA that has kind of hints of Whitbeer yeah. kind yeah, of things okay. going on to it. Or maybe like a, a Hefeweizen. Yeah. Because there's a little bit of that cardamom kind of taste in there. 
and it's like a little spicy, you know? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. But it's still kind of hoppy and stuff, too. Yeah, it's good. Have you ever had that Highland AVL IPA? Yes. That that's a good IPA. good, mm-hmm. man. That's probably Highland's my favorite. Highland's nice, man. Like, their, their stouts are good, too. Their stouts are yeah. great. Yeah. That's actually probably the best stuff that they make, I mm-hmm. think. It's probably those. Yeah. So good. I think Highland's probably one of the best Asheville breweries that you can get in a lot of places. I don't know yeah. if you can get it everywhere, but you can get it a lot of places. Yeah, good distribution. Yeah, you can find it at gas stations yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, it's not up to the level of like Burial, but Burial doesn't distribute everywhere. Yeah, so. so good. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I wish that they would bring it to Knoxville, man. Well, what have you been up to this week, Steve, other than partying over here, um, man? What you been doing? Let's see. Uh, what have I been doing? I went 24 hours without the internet. <laughs> And no, it wasn't one of those. I'm gonna unplug and unwind. Yeah, middle it was one babe. of those torturous 24 hour periods where you had stuff planned, and now you I, fucking yeah, can't. Yeah, a ton, and, and it was yeah. like really coming down to the wire for the Friday night streaming chat. Oh, like no. the old modem stopped working. I won't go into what <laughs> happened, but the old modem stopped working, and it got a new modem, and, and you have to you know go oh, through them and register the fucking, the fucking modem i don't know why you can't just do it yourself i don't get I don't why know. you have to go through them uh anyway so i was on the phone with them for over an hour and literally doing nothing the thing is at our place there's no there's no cell service inside yeah, our house. every time i try to call you it just picks up voicemail yep. at first ring immediately unless we have wi-fi we we have no access to the outside world because with Wi-Fi we can uh, you can use your Wi-Fi to boost your sure coverage. Yeah. This is kind of like being locked in a grocery store with an impending mist full of monsters all <laughs> That's around. That's kind of what it's it felt like, like. I was like, "What's the world doing right now? I don't know." <laughs> it really was weird though, because like I know that uh, there is stuff to do not on the internet, but like. God, it's become such a part of our lives. Yeah, all the time. And it's my second brain. Like I, if I think of something that I want to know about, I immediately look it up on the internet and I read about it. Yeah. So in that twenty-four hour period, I picked up my phone so many times, and it was just like, oh fuck. That's usually what I do every time we do like a cruise gig. Because out yeah. there on those cruises, you're out in the middle of the ocean. Of course, you don't have any yeah. cell signal or anything like that. So for the first couple of days, I spend that like pulling my phone out of my pocket to like uh-huh. send like Google something, and I'm like, nope. oh yeah, this doesn't work either. <laughs> I mean, like I, I really don't want to go back. No, I don't. I don't. I know that people enjoy unwinding and just getting away from all that, and I may one day want to do that myself. But I, it's not I right now. Mo- yeah, I feel way more comfortable having the internet right there in my hand yeah no doubt yeah. Man. so you got it all back in time to do the stream friday yeah right? i got it i got it done like two hours before that and cool. um got it then i had to reset up my wi-fi and all that shit so we were, we were out having a big old family dinner at adopo that night oh, so i awesome. couldn't join how was the stream did you guys watch anything good no that's not <laughs> course, what we that's do the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we watched carnosaur 2 now i didn't see the first one i was gonna say so i have to have seen the I first was one pretty lost yeah. but previously on carnosaur <laughs> apparently uh this was it was recommended by dave bichet and he said that they used a bunch of footage from the first movie nice okay so, great and honestly hardly pay attention to most of these movies i'm just paying attention to this, the hang the chat yeah is it like a crappy like b-movie kind of thing uh yeah it, it was it seemed like sci-fi channel level stuff but yeah. i don't remember much about it basically there were raptors and it seemed to be kind of ripping off Jurassic Park, but like also aliens. Hmm. Yeah. Did any of them hit their dino head? 
<laughs> I bet they did. I didn't pay attention, but I, I bet one of them did. I mean, I, I know somebody <laughs> said that on the chat. Um, yeah, there so, you go. Yeah. It's catching on. What else do you guys watch? <clears throat> Boy, what did we watch next, Ben? What we watched next may be one of the worst movies I have ever seen. No doubt. Hooker with a Hacksaw. Hooker with a Hacksaw. Now, is this in the same series as maybe Hobo with a Shotgun? I think that's what they were going for. It's from 2017. So, yeah. Oh, wow. It's newer. It's it's newer. Uh, You can't tell that by the quality. (laughs) It sure looks like it was shot on a a Walmart Kodak digital camera. Like a a Motorola Razor. Mm -hmm. That's what they shot it on. Yeah. Uh, The enraging thing. The director has directed 31 projects. That's 31 more than we have. And we this have some was good his ideas. 29th. So he's been practicing. No, he's not. He's been doing. <laughs> he's not learned a damn thing, I don't think. He's the the Meg White of filmmaking. I, I don't know. Like, it was enraging to watch. <laughs> like, there was no production design at all. It was just like, I think they must have just gone into places and started shooting. Like, they didn't ma- make any effort to be like, hey, we're going to, you know, make this look like it would look in a movie just like no let's keep these just overhead keep fluorescent lights on and uh, we'll just talk to this random person i guess and there's like traffic driving by in the background yes and shit like that. that yes that okay. happened several times right. the angles uh, like the angles of the shots it's like yeah you just set up a camera i guess <laughs> that's how you do it that's making a movie right so we've done that this is your 29th time doing something jesus and i i can't imagine I, maybe he has learned a lot but I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's just too highbrow for you, dude. Maybe it yeah, maybe is. Maybe that's what he's it's going this for. Gorilla improvisational freeform thing. I did start thinking maybe it was like a punk rock type of like we don't give a fuck about the design. Yeah. It's all about the message. Hacksaw. But the message of the movie was fucking bullshit. It was terrible. The acting was bad. The dialogue was terrible. There are two female characters. And they both have septum piercings, and they both have experience in uh, phone sex work. <laughs> and they just randomly meet. It, and, like, it's so ridiculous. And then, like, when they show the hooker with the hacksaw, they just spend so much time showing or sawing back and forth and back and forth and making no progress. And it's mm. like, brevity would have helped you here. <laughs> show her start to do it. Show blood spurt and then cut to the next scene because you you don't have a good effect to make it look like you're actually sawing. Yeah. And, but the, instead, the they just keep showing her going back Hacking and forth and, and back and forth. And it's like, you, should, you would be going into the skull. When did Jim Dugan make an appearance? That, that would have made the movie all the better. What, what if it was? What if it was actually about a hooker with hacksaw Jim Dugan? Okay, that would have been way better. That would have been great. Yeah, I'd have been much more on board. Like she just basically kind of like sets him forth yeah. to like maybe kill bad Johns and stuff like that. Back like <laughs> so, like hacksaw, go get him! Ho! Ho! Smacks him with a two by four. It's set in Manchester, Tennessee. There's actually one of the shots has a hotel sign in the back room that says "Welcome Bonnaroo." Uh, whatever or something so it was like deering bonnaroo that they were doing it and it really feels like they were out in the field and like on something and the guy was like hey we should just make a movie and then they're like okay all right you guys cool. want to make a movie today yep yeah <laughs> let's do it we did it done <laughs> and then it ends on the dumbest note like where basically the, this hooker with a hacksaw becomes a hero to women who hate men a hero with a hacksaw yeah and there's a lady who's telling her friend that she's gonna go buy a hacksaw 
It doesn't sound good, Steve. It's real fucking it bad. I'm so good. glad that, that Ryan recommended it, though, because it was perfect for this. It was so enraging. I had so much Did to say about it. everybody hate it? Oh, yeah. Everybody was Tight. not digging it. So it was Unified. way fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start to our upcoming hangout mm-hmm. that we're having for the podcast yeah. on the, what, 16th? Yeah. August 16th, Friday. It'll be two days after this comes yeah. out. Um, yeah, we're going to be starting out at Crafty Bastard. That's right. And then moving around downtown, drinking all over the place. It's going to be fun. We're going to drink the town red. That's <laughs> true. How do you <laughs> drink, you drink so much that the town becomes red? Be sure to hit us up on Facebook if you need more details or yeah, anything yeah, like I'll, that. Yeah, I'll put an itinerary. Whatever. Actually, the itinerary will be up before this episode comes out. So yeah. you'll know what we're doing. So you guys be sure to come and hang out and hang out with your fellow dead and lovelies. Yeah, yeah. Now, Steve, last week I mentioned that we were going to be, instead of sipping on these recovery fluids uh-huh. that I was going to make my signature jalapeno pineapple margarita <laughs> yeah. and put up a video of that for the patrons and everything. Yeah. That's still going to happen. But not this it's week. It's not going to happen today. <laughs> Trust me, you do not want to see my ghastly hungover ass right. being like, and then you put the sugar in, <laughs> in the water to make the syrup. <laughs> like puking in the sink while I'm yeah. trying to make this thing. That won't make you want to have a no. margarita if I was making it for you right now. Yeah. Next week, there will be a much more uh, chipper, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed oh, yeah. Uncle you, Ben showing you guys how to do that. And I it will had noticed that your tail is looking a little limp oh today. yeah yeah no it's it's looking non-bushy yeah. what's the opposite of bushy i was trying to come up with that <laughs> non-bushy i don't know fallow i'm not really sure skinny either way yeah. i don't have it I'll tell you that yeah i ain't got it it's true so that uh that that drink video is still coming for you patrons and everything it'll be happening next time hey patreon we have one of those let's go ahead and plug true. that while people are still listening get it out there hey patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely yeah, yeah that's go right. over there five dollars a month you can recommend a movie we do a drawing and we do a drawing this movie that we're covering today the mist was chosen last week that's right and damn it i don't remember can't remember who wrote it down. Two people had submitted it, and I don't remember who they are, but thanks for your submission. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon and stuff. You guys be sure to go over there and check out those tiers. We're working up enough money to where we're going to get some merch out for you guys, some koozies and shirts and all kinds Hell of good yeah. stuff, too. We just got to work out the capital to do it, uh, which we're pretty fucking close to. You guys we are really so are. Great. Yeah, you guys have been so kind and generous so to us. better than thank we you. deserve. So, yeah, yeah, coming next week margarita stuff margaritas also we're gonna have uh we're gonna have our first run of t-shirts out soon so we've already asked on the facebook group what you know sizes you might want if you're listening you're not part of the facebook group but you definitely know you're gonna want a shirt just email us let us know or message us on any of the social medias yeah let us know what size shirt you would want especially if you want an xxl or triple xl extra medium yeah those cost a little bit more but need to to know who who needs it that's right that's right now steve the subject of our show today as you said is the mist from 2007 2007 why do i say that like 2007 yeah like before uh 2010 it was well i just said 2010 20 before (laughs) 2010 everything was 2001 that's true we never said 21 hmm that's a good question i hadn't really stopped (laughs) to think about that before you know, before we get into the movie 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 review, movie review portion of the show, 
I really just need to get this hangover just shook yeah. off me a little bit. So I say before we start going into this flick, as we step on into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. I think we ought to just share with each other our favorite hangover remedies because I got to get something to get this fog, get this mist off of my mm-hmm. brain before we yeah. can deep dive into this thing, Steve. So usually whenever I get a good old monster hangover, like I said, yeah. I get the nausea, mm-hmm. I get the, the dazed, slow brain mm-hmm. feeling and stuff like that. And one of my first go-tos has been uh, a Pedialyte. Okay, yeah. I hear a lot of people do that. Pedialyte or Gatorade, something with electrolytes. Exactly. Salt and sugar, basically, to replenish you. And I find that a Pedialyte works pretty fucking good. I hate Gatorade. I can't drink Gatorade because it just reminds me of, like, being six and having the flu. Yeah. Because as I didn't play sports, the only Uh time I got Gatorade when I was a kid was when I was sick. So I have that associated thing. Fun uh, hangover story about Gatorade. Uh, My (laughs) my friend Charles and I, who... uh, we worked at O'Charlie's in Pigeon Forge together. We were friends from high school. Wait, was he Charlie himself? He was O'Charlie? <laughs> yep. I think he got that a lot and it annoyed the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> but Charles and I, like, basic server life, which is work your ass off until three in the morning and then fucking drink and smoke pot until you pass out and wake up and do it again. Yeah. Every waiter that yeah. ever serves you food, that is what they do. That's what they have to do they to survive. To. And, and it, it's... You still will have nightmares about serving. Yeah, so there's far like for me, server like, PTSD. Uh, yeah, I haven't served tables since 2006. Yeah, so it's all 13 years. I still years. have nightmares of it. Wow. Yeah, I know a lot of other people do too. That's very common, yep. actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a high stress situation. I yeah, know. I know it's not combat or something but it, it's, well, it's yeah. very stressful well, it's so fucking stressful because you know if you don't ace every table your ass is working for two dollars and fucking 13 cents an and hour even if and you, you do ace every bills. table you could still be working for two dollars and 13 cents yeah an exactly because you'll work for some fucking asshole that'll stiff yep. you for no reason you I get don't a new dip. boss every 10 minutes yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, how it yeah. is it is a very stressful fucking yeah. job man treat yeah. your servers good y'all ban tipping pay them just pay <laughs> the fucking yeah, people pay them I hate tipping tipping is the worst i do it and i do it well yeah but like because i know because i've no yes because i know so many people that come in don't realize this person's not making even minimum wage yeah it's fucking it's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. anyway man. uh so after one particular like rager night we were uh i always drove charles to he didn't have a car at the time i always drove charles up to, to pigeon forge with me and we're in the car and i stopped at a gas station because i was just like hung over yeah. and I got um, the purple Gatorade whatever it is yeah the purple kind <laughs> yeah. it's called so I'm just chuck- chucking back some Gatorade and driving and then suddenly I was like oh I'm gonna puke <laughs> just right on my windshield no, as while I'm you were driving. driving and it was like a spout just like <laughs> dude people think projectile vomiting isn't real until well, it's you do real. It. it's real it's sometimes real your body fuck. is like get this the fuck uh-huh. out so you puked on your windshield uh, as, you as were I was driving, driving and it was purple I bet it was purple it was all Ew. that's all it was was Gatorade there was nothing else there yeah oh my god so yeah no I'm not a big fan of Gatorade anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine how you clean that up because there's like the air conditioning vents and shit yep. up there at the top <sighs> yep. Jesus it was, it was a nightmare is that when you had your Cadillac 
Yep. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> That's John Cadillac puked all over. <laughs> Could you imagine though, if you were on the road mm-hmm. <laughs> next to you yeah. and you saw that happen? Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, Charles loved it. He laughed his ass off. Dude, if I was driving down the road and yeah. I saw this guy just projectile vomit purple all over yeah. his windshield, I would probably laugh so hard I crashed the yeah. car. It's hilarious. Like, That's the greatest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. Why do they even kid themselves with like trying to name Gatorade flavors after anything other than the color? Yeah, it should just be orange, yeah, purple. red, purple. Well, I, some people, some Gatorade aficionados would be like, hold on, there's several blues. Yeah, it's true. You'd have yeah. to call them Cerulean, Sky Blue. Yeah. Get into all the technical names of those. <laughs> oh, man, so gross. So, yeah, Pedialyte is a good one for me. That's also a good, like, before you go to bed, have some. Yes. That's a pretty good scenario. Yeah. But, you know, I've also found myself gaining an affinity for, for coconut water. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For hangover success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, Pedialyte, Pedialyte's fucking gross. It is. It's, like, it's got this, like, I don't greasy, love coconut water either, but... You know what? I don't either. Like, straight-up coconut water, I don't like... Uh, but I found a couple that I do like because oh, yeah. yeah, Pedialyte. It's like it has this. You can even look at it in the glass here. It's got this yeah. like oily sheen. Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't look like a liquid. It looks like an oil, Ugh. and it's just got that artificial, Ugh. gross, nasty taste. I still like it better than Gatorade, but I find with coconut water, I kind of have to do one of those blends that'll be like yeah. a blend of like I found one that's coconut and mango, uh-huh. and I found another okay. that's coconut and pineapple. Yeah, any of that sounds better than just straight coconut water. Yeah, yeah. I can't figure out the deal with coconut water because I love coconut in any other form. Yeah. But coconut water tastes like fucking musty basement sewage or something. <laughs> yes. It's like musty tasting, and I don't like it at all. But yeah, the blends for me work really well and tend to rehydrate you pretty good. Yeah. You know, so that's one of my first go-tos. What's one of your go-tos for getting rid of that hangovers? Uh, the one I'm using right now, uh, Hair of the Dog. Oh, by yeah. Nazareth. Yeah. You have I'm yourself not... one of those. Now you're yeah. messing with the son of a bitch. Now you're messing with a, a son of a bitch. <laughs> God, Nazareth's awesome. Uh-huh. I like to have maybe odd drink. Yeah. Yeah. To have a drink if, if I'm really still feeling a bit of a hangover. It doesn't always work. Sometimes makes it worse. But I've found most of the time it levels you out. Yeah. Get leveled out, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> if you don't got any of that bubble level stuff uh, to crack open. That's it. I should have said that. That's number one. Get yeah, leveled out. Get leveled out. out. Yeah. I know what you mean. That's one of those like tour tricks. That's one of the first things I think I, I learned on tour is that if you wake up the next morning and you've got a long drive and you're hungover from yeah. the last show or whatever, yeah. sometimes just powering a beer down mm-hmm. will work wonders for you and yeah. just kind of normalize you. You know, probably not a great habit to get into. Yeah, no, you don't, that's, that is the issue with it is yeah. if you keep... If you follow that up with more hair of the dog, you just eventually are an alcoholic. Yeah, it becomes this vicious feedback loop. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, maybe one drink. Uh, and, and usually all that does is kind of put it off, which gives you time to try some other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah rehydrate, get some food yeah. in you and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not something I go to a lot because I, I think it would be habit forming for me. Yeah. But sometimes when it's like, I got shit I got to do, I got to drive, I got to uh-huh. whatever, I got to catch a flight. Yeah. Sometimes you just need you that Bloody Mary or mm-hmm. beer in the morning, whatever. Bloody Mary is a good choice, though. Like If you, yeah, if you go Bloody Mary, yeah, yeah. all that salt and stuff and it, yeah, it's, it's spice. It's going to help. 
in the long run as well as in the short run. Right. Yeah. You know, that kind of leads into into my second hangover go-to here that works really well for me. Because I find something where you can get some sodium in you and you can get some spiciness and get some heat and start sweating that shit out. Yeah. Is going to work miracles for you, which is why I think pho is the yeah. ultimate hangover food. I know it's a lot great. of people, you know, they love to go for... A big greasy nasty. Yeah, that's a, that's one of mine. Is it? Yeah, grease. I like nice. So you greasy. go for the grease. Yeah, yeah I, want, I want a bunch of protein and grease. Usually yeah. that makes me feel worse. It usually doesn't work for me. Yeah, you I can know? see that. Like while we were planning mm. this episode, I had myself a nice piece of like wheat toast with avocado and a little bit of bacon, tomato, and yeah. egg. Well, you know, a little healthier, I guess. Yeah. And that that hooked me up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't cure me like a big old bowl of pho would. Yeah. And fun, fun, it's got it also has a bunch of salt in it, which is going to help you. Yeah, and, and some sugar too. A lot yeah. of fub broths are a little mm-hmm. bit more sweet and stuff, so you're kind of replenishing everything your yeah. body doesn't have in it. I swear, I don't think there's anything that fub doesn't cure. If you're Fuh's sick, if you got sinus headache, whatever, yeah. fub is go for it. Nature's medicine. Love Fuck it. yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's next? Yeah, a greasy food, but uh, what you got to have with that greasy food? It's a coffee. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah, you gets- a cup of. Got to get some coffee. You don't want to get too jittery when you got a hangover, but you want to get a little bit of yeah. caffeine in you. To get That's you. the issue that I've had in the past. Yeah. Is like coffee is also a remedy for me as well. I mean, I'm I'm having it every morning anyway. Yeah, but especially when you're hungover, it's like just that jolt of caffeine will really help set you straight. But yeah, I've also overdone it where I'm like, I've had my coffee, I'm still hungover. I'll have another cup, and then. My, like, jittery clam hands yeah. become, like, electric. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Now uh, I feel, like, shit plugged into a wall socket. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Yeah. And that's when, like, I've gotten, like, the cold sweats and shit like that, too. Mm-hmm. Be, like, shivering and stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. It's that's terrible, terrible, man. That's rare that that happens, but it has happened. Yeah. So, me yeah, before. for me, though, yeah, if, if you sit down to maybe a big omelet mm-hmm. and uh, some, some coffee, that's good. That's, that's good why. Stuff. That's why I like... Above aspirin or ibuprofen or anything like that, a good old goody powder or a BC powder, that's what you should fucking take Mm -hmm. if you have a hangover. To me, those are like instant health. Those have saved my ass very, very many times. BC powder, it's the power, the power (laughs) of BC. Remember that commercial? No, is that an actual commercial? Yeah, that's the least creative thing I've ever heard. Uh huh. And I think, man, it had some nascar guy the guy who always wore the cowboy hat what was his name richard petty richard petty yeah, yeah. He, was, he was the bc powder guy Fuck yeah, yeah. richard petty's my my spirit animal he, yeah he looks like the coolest guy in the south pretty like, much that anyway. hat and the mustache and everything. yeah shades always rocking mm-hmm. them shades always wearing shades i like those goody what's it the fast orange whatever oh ones, yeah you put them in flavor. something and i just i just toss just them back in the water it. yeah i just snoot them just straight <laughs> up the nose man <laughs> Yeah, those work. Those work really well for me. They're probably not something you should do a lot. There's so much aspirin and caffeine. And yeah, and that stuff is you know, blowing a hole in your stomach. Alcohol and, and aspirin aren't a great combo for your liver. <laughs> yeah, not really. The it best turns your combo. blood into a substance thinner than water. Yeah. Though uh, there have been some some new revolutions in in liver technology. Yeah, we may not have to worry about this anymore. Oh, really? Right, yeah, they figured out a way to like make the liver start repairing itself with no kidding. i believe it was with stem cells so oh you can't have those They're oh no that, yeah. that's babies <laughs> i can't be doing none of that can't save nobody's life with a baby <laughs> yeah coffee is always a must have any form of caffeine ingestion that's mm-hmm. a good call to get your head right yeah you know one that i engage in not frequently enough 
but I, I probably should. Yeah. For me, one of the ways that I can get a hangover out of me pretty fast is to sweat that thing out. Yeah, a little workout. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, or, you know, if it's just too bad or if I'm particularly lazy, just a really hot shower and sweat it out a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But, but shower the, is, is definitely one of uh, mine. Yeah. yeah. Getting a hot shower. But a couple couple times over the past several years when I've been in my my brief fervors of physical activity where I'm like, I'm going to run every day. And then, yeah. I, you know, it lasts for a little while and then I don't yeah. anymore. Some of those days where I've just like made myself go out and run in the morning, even though it's like 85 degrees outside yeah. or whatever, it's like you'll feel like death. But by the time you're done, it's like, OK, this is out of me yeah. now. Now I can continue my day. You just got to work that shit out of your system. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes just sweating all those toxins out works pretty well for me. You or ever pull out your sweat like into the oldies VHS. Oh, yeah. yeah. Richard Simmons. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. He's going to help your outlook. He's going to brighten your day, help you be more optimistic, mm-hmm. help you feel better about While yourself. While listening to Chubby Checker. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> so, I don't know. Sweating it out works for me pretty good. You ever try anything like yeah. that? I, I do prefer the hot shower to sweat it out because oh, yeah. I, as a... I have said I'm an easy puker and uh, uh-uh. yeah just any that's jostling yeah that's not gonna help make me, me just like Bleh. though <laughs> that is for me a pretty good hangover cure if you just puke it out <laughs> oh man oh you just puke it but out then your life is ruined after that that's how your you whole feel about life it. is for me ruined it's just like yeah whatever I don't give a shit yeah. I'm just a fucking bag of juices <laughs> <laughs> old juice bag steve they call him oh man you got any anything else you like yeah to do? there's one final one and it's a cure-all the panacea of all medicines weed wacky tobacco yeah it gets stoned yeah yeah helps. yeah it does it dulls the pain unlike a lot of these others it's not going to get you where you need to be but it's going to make you feel better yeah it's not actually rehydrating you no, or you're still going to need to do all the other stuff but what i found sometimes is that uh, my stomach feels so bad i don't want to eat even though i need to and i can't right. really keep liquids down yep. so it'll smoke settle some your weed, stomach down yeah. settles your stomach feel better yeah yeah it really really does work great for that kind it of thing does. it's kind of like what you said about like a like a hangover beer where it's like it won't really cure you but it'll make you feel good enough to where you can start getting yeah. yourself some help yes <laughs> and like you said it really does settle the the stomach and stuff too it does sells me uh, a lot as well that's a good one right there. And no side effects. No side effects. Other than going to jail for having a plant. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also... Smoking Varies is, by state. Smoking is not good in any form. No, of course not. It's not good for you. You can get cancer from smoking weed, obviously. Yeah. That's why you get a vaporizer. There you go. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Make yourself a tincture. Maybe you make some some pot brownies. Maybe that works. I will you. never do that again. Woo. Every time I do it, they're always too strong. Oh, my God. Never dude. figure out the right dose. No, nope. uh-uh, no. Way, way, way yeah. too intense, man. I agree. Well, hopefully that helps you guys out. I'd like to hear some of your all's hangover remedies over on the Facebook page or on the Instagram page or anything like that. Be sure to post those up on there because I'm always looking for new things to try yeah. other than not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah i mean that's okay sure that's the number one way to prevent a hangover don't drink yeah but also number one that. way to prevent a good time exactly don't drink what are you worried about having fun <laughs> god asshole i know right i know well steve the subject of our show today is the mist the must from 2000 oh you watched the mist Damn. i watched the mist i watched it was called the must the must yeah it was a romantic comedy 
Oh, about yeah. two people that must get together. Yeah, yeah. Aww. But near the end, something happens that's like innocuous and certainly wouldn't break up any couple. But right. they break up, and then there's a montage, and then they get back together. Oh, okay. So maybe you've seen like it. all. Of it's them. all of them. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Well, we'll get to that one too. One of these days, we'll deep dive into that. Was this the first time you seen? No, the mist? I, um, no, I, I saw the mist uh, back in the day when I was uh, researching H.P. Lovecraft. It came up as like you know one of the Lovecrafty it is Lovecrafty and, yeah. it, and it, it does have uh, the Lovecraft elements and at the time I wasn't overwhelmingly in love with it but I thought it was a good movie now I I, I think I appreciate it a bit more after watching it for this but okay. at the time it was just like eh alright and now it's like eh pretty good okay <laughs> this is the first time that I watched it I watched it the other night mm-hmm. after we had that, that that family dinner outing yeah I got back it was honestly probably a little bit too late for me to be starting yeah. a movie so as I was watching it I was kind of like man I'd like, I'd like to go to bed it's about time to go yeah. to bed but I kind of power watched through it anyway I did get a little like okay could this just wrap up mm-hmm. probably wasn't the best time for me to watch a movie so <laughs> I'll, I'll give it that but yeah. I watched it for the first time the other night and I thought it was okay I'll yeah. say before we get any deeper into this in case you've never listened to our show before this is going to be very spoiler heavy yeah obviously and this is a movie that you don't want spoiled for you no you don't um, the the ending is I, I, I like it it's a good twist yeah very controversial seems to be a yeah. love it or leave it I actually and, already knew about the ending before yeah, I watched the movie a, that sucks I didn't know yeah. so when I saw it I was like oh fuck that's yeah. Cool. yeah I would have liked to have watched this not knowing that yeah. way that would have been more of a surprise to me but yeah if you guys are listening to this and you haven't watched it I'd say it's worth a watch yeah, and check yeah, it yeah, out. Give it a watch before we go and spoil the shit yeah. out of it for you guys. So yeah, and the ending is different than the Stephen King novella that this is based off of. Now that came out in like nineteen nineteen eighty. Yeah, have you read and, it? No, I have not. Frank Darabont had been trying to get the mist made. He wanted it to be his directorial debut because um, he he was enamored with the story and really liked it and wanted to do something with it. So And Frank Darabont, we talked about on the show, is he was the writer of like Dream Warriors. He wrote and- Dream Warriors, yeah. He um, he also wrote the Blob remake, which people I've heard really is really love. good. I've never yeah. seen it. I yeah. want to check that I, out I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember liking it. And he's also done other Stephen King stuff. He did The Green Mile. And he did Shawshank <laughs> yeah, Redemption. He wrote and directed the Shawshank Redemption, which was a directorial debut. That was his um, debut? That was his debut. Holy shit, coming out yeah. swinging. Yeah. That's an awesome movie. Well, I mean, he had directed stuff for TV. He directed a, a made-for-TV movie called Buried Alive, which some people may have seen. I saw it. It, it came it. out in 90. It was on USA. Oh, okay. Wow. USA Network. Yeah. Man. Jesus. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good uh, made-for-TV movie. But yeah, Shawshank Redemption came out swinging, then The Green Mile. That's a depressing-ass movie, by the way. Serious. I've watched <laughs> yeah. it once, and it was like, that's great. I never want to watch it again. Never want to see so that. so fucking yeah. depressing. He also developed and executive produced the first season and part of the second season of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he's got like a big lawsuit going on against AMC yeah, right now, right? Yeah, because they, they, su- they um, AMC fired him to lower the budget, basically. Wow. Nice. Like he he was the one who developed it from a comic book into the show that I would say the first two seasons at least not controversial that most people like them. Yeah. Well, and it, it did so much to revitalize the horror genre yep. and get it onto people's TV screens. I yeah. don't really like it, but again, I, I give it a lot of credit mm. for normalizing horror and yeah. zombies and brutality and shit. I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I I love that. It definitely is the reason why AMC. Invested so hard into horror after that, mm-hmm. like you know they've done so much other stuff, and they have Shutter, which is just a horror oh, yeah, streaming service. Like, thank 
thank you, AMC. I love Shutter. It's awesome. Yeah, no And doubt. we would take money to say that. <laughs> yes, indeed we would. Wink, wink. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, he he's he's done a lot of good stuff. He wrote Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with De Niro and stuff. Yeah, he, he did the adaptation good. of that. I it's like been that a movie long a lot. Time yeah. since I watched it, it's a very it's a very dramatic movie, and a lot of people don't get into it because of that. Like. It's over the top, but the book is like that. Yeah, it's, it's a good Victorian adaptation fucking, of the book. Yeah, yeah, writing. Of course, it's it's over dramatic and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, but I mean that uh, that scene in the ice cave with De Niro talking about like uh, the parts he's made of and stuff. God, it's so fucking good. I don't remember so well that. Written. I remember that part where like they're making the Bride of Frankenstein and she's uh-huh. kind of half formed and then they just yeah. kind of like flush her down the toilet and he's like, no, right, yeah. I remember that that being just very depressing to me yeah. as a kid. So yeah, I'm Frank Darabont, great director, great writer. He obviously wanted to do this and was in love with the idea of doing this. So uh, throughout, I'm going to be trying to suss out why he loved this so much mm-hmm. in comparison to other stuff he's done. Because it doesn't seem to fit into that mold of... I mean, Shawshank and, and Green Mile are both... Stephen King, but they're nothing like this. Yeah, yeah, they're not really horror per yeah. se. And, and the thing about this is too is that I think anybody that knows anything about Stephen King and his history of, of film adaptations, he usually has a pretty big bone to pick with Hollywood yeah. and adaptations of his books and stuff like this. I mean, he historically hated yeah. Kubrick's The Shining and yeah, a lot of the other adaptations. He very much loves Frank Darabont's yeah. interpretation. And I get it. Frank Darabont's three Stephen King movies are some of the best Stephen King movies other than The Shining. Yeah, you can't really argue with that, yeah. honestly. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's Christine. John Carpenter's Christine is great. Yeah, totally. Stand By Me. Stand By Me. Yeah, that was yeah, good. That's a good one. Uh, the new It, obviously. I'm very Fucking much awesome. I can't wait for part two. Dude. Yeah, I so awesome. Man. I think I'm the previews s- are looking sick. Yeah. I, I finally watched the preview and yeah, fucking, right. Yeah. Looks sick, right? Looks awesome. And the casting is perfect. Yes, it is. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, but he uh, he changed up quite a bit of stuff from Stephen King's source material, which yeah. again, King is usually not a fan of people but changing he, stuff. But he, he liked what Frank did. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, especially the ending. Uh, yes. Stephen King's original ending was a lot more. Hopeful. Yeah, it was a happy ending. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is extremely nihilistic. Yes. But Stephen was like, I really like that ending. I should have yeah. written that, which is yeah. pretty pretty amazing to see yeah i mean because it was early in his career 1980 you know he's 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 able to look back on his work and at least be self-critical sure and that's positive yeah i I mean any shit we talk about stephen king is never to overshadow the fact that he's certainly a master of horror and one of the you know biggest and most important horror writers ever oh absolutely yeah so So when i say i don't like stephen king's dialogue i'm not saying stephen king is bad (laughs) stephen king is fucking awesome he's stephen king obviously obviously i just don't like his dialogue yeah i completely understand that so he put this movie together over the course of a very fucking long time and you're talking about 1980 is when it was written. Yeah. 2007 is when the yeah, movie so came out. Yeah, so 27 years later. Jesus, so Frank Darabont had been thinking about this and really plotting it out. Mm. And I, I think that comes through a good bit. Mm-hmm. That that uh, I don't feel that there are wasted moments in this. Uh, the pacing is maybe something people would say is not great. Yeah. I think it works for the story. It seems slow at times. 
certainly goes from like high action to slow to high action to slow. That was one of my biggest yeah. problems with the movie yeah. is like rather than having that sort of slow acceleration of building and building and all the, the, the yeah. personal drama inside of the grocery store getting crazier yeah. and crazier. It just kind of felt like this little thing happened. Yeah. Okay. Now it'll chill out. Now this little thing happened. Okay. Now that chill. Yeah. Out. It just kind of felt like a bunch of tiny events strung together mm. by periods of non-action. But I had I think- a problem with the pacing. I, I think it's more uh, true to life, though, because in yeah, reality, sure, sure. the people wouldn't turn on each other quickly. It would take a while. It would take some, you know, It'd annoyance. It would be a result of a, little, a bunch of little incidents, yes. you know. And and so I, I think it matches reality. I guess but so. maybe it, that doesn't make for the best pacing. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. It's just because it's realistic doesn't make for good quality right. entertainment exactly. or anything like that. But yeah, you, you have a point about that being a little bit more true to life as far as how that would go down that's true now this is made for a pretty low budget yeah um 18 million wow and i think Not, it made like 25 or something at the uh, 57 57 yeah Shit. so it was a fucking hit wow I, mean, I was wrong okay yeah 18 million that's that's really not a lot considering i feel like if they had spent 10 million more the CGI would have looked better. <laughs> I wish they would have. Or if they just not used CGI. I wish they would have done that too. Yeah. You know, because the creature design is cool. The creature design is cool. In well, this. several creature designs. There's several different creatures, but yeah, there's kind of like I guess the first things we see are these like octopus tentacle kind yeah. of things, and then there's the kind of wasp bird yeah. ones, and then later they see that gigantic one that's that just thing like, looks dope. Yeah, that thing looked, looks cool as fuck. It looked kind of like the Cloverfield monster too. Yeah, I can yeah, see that a little bit. I can see. It reminded me of like uh, Troll Hunter when they see yes. that big giant troll yes. like off in the fog. Yeah. That's really what it reminded me of uh-huh. more than anything. That's one of the points where the CG actually didn't look that bad because yeah. it was all shrouded. It behind was in the fog. mist. Yeah, yeah. So, so you just kind of saw this like form. And I would I would say the bugs don't look bad. The bug ones look okay, look whereas right, the tentacles just don't. They don't look right no they don't, they don't look fit. good they, they have that thing that all that early millennial cgi does where everything looks too shiny yeah by comparison everything looks kind of slick and wet even though it's not yeah. you know uh they could have done better and it didn't help too that a lot of those scenes were like in bright grocery store light yes like it was much darker you know, which they could have made those scenes like in the back well, with the generator. They could have made that darker and it yeah. would have hidden that CGI better. And uh, originally, this was supposed to be shot in black and white. That was how Frank Darabont wanted to do it. And there is a black and white version of this, right? Which, yeah, which I watched and um, uh, one of our listeners sent it. Didn't write down who it was. I'm bad. We're at bad that. at names today. Yeah. We're, We're over, guys. It to us, uh, and a bunch of people recommended it. So I watched it. And I'll say for sure, it makes the CGI look better. I would say so. And I think if Frank Darabont could have shot it in black and white, which he wanted to do, instead of it being decolorized, it would look amazing. Right. Yeah. But because it's decolorized, it just doesn't, it doesn't look right. It doesn't it, have that sharpness that true black right. and white does. It improves some moments, but a lot of them, it, it just... It doesn't look right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to see this in black and white. And I think, you know, we'll we'll talk, you know, about the themes and stuff, but I, I think the black and white would have played into one of the major themes that this movie has. Right. Of just like the idea of pure right and wrong. Yeah. And no then all the areas areas of gray in between. Like you can't capture that with decolorizing. Mm-hmm. With black and white, you catch the gray, you catch like 
the exact shadings and tints like perfectly. Totally. And the but when you decolorize it, it's just not right. Yeah. yeah everything is just kind of gray and washy. Yeah. Like there's no true black. There's no yeah. true white or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But I, I get why uh, people recommended the black and white version because it, it really does improve a lot of the way the creatures look and so right yeah yeah i would i would imagine so and didn't you say too that this was shot on film and then digital yeah, effects, which the, is not a recipe for success yeah but also in 2007 i mean you know we did dog soldiers was shot digitally and 28 days later which was shot digitally right and we they look bad now they do they yeah, look even very though, dated even though dog soldiers had of course you know those amazing werewolf designs the digital film kind of fucks with how everything looks so I think it was a smart choice, but then it's, I don't know how well film and CGI interact with one another. Especially like, in 2007. Yeah. I don't, you know? I don't know that it, um, I don't know that it was the right call, but you know, the digital probably wouldn't have looked great. So yeah, it's true. This is just kind of the not, not the right time to yeah. do it. There are a few practical creature shots in yes, there. There are like whenever they, they cut that tentacle off. Uh huh. And then it kind of like writhes around before it turns into like goo, which yeah. is CGI again. But there for a second, it looks like that is a... An actual effect, yeah. like yeah. latex fucking rig. And it looks pretty good. Well, and then yeah. some of the, the makeup special effects are good. The guy that gets all burnt, yeah, those burn effects are great. Uh, Greg Nicotero did the makeup effects. So. See, so why didn't they just let him do more? He did the creature design, but... You know, yeah, I guess they just wanted to go digital with the creatures for so some who reason. So did the digital effects for this end? The people who did the digital effects for Pan's Labyrinth. But those are really good. Yeah, I These think they took not. more time on it and had more money. Well, what happened. Time and money do tend to solve problems like this. They do like tend this. to improve those things. Yeah. <laughs> they don't tend to make things worse, usually, yeah. when it comes to special effects. Yeah, that was... That was one of those things for me that just made this whole movie feel kind of like cheap, made-for-TV, sci-fi channel mm -hmm. kind of feeling. And it's like, I realize, you know... Which, if it were that, I would uh, this movie would get even more respect for me, because yeah. I'd be like, holy shit, for a sci-fi channel movie? TV movie? Yeah. It's pretty bitching. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But yeah, as it was, it just kind of kept pulling me out of the movie where I was like, man, that just looks real shitty. Yeah. Like... You don't ever feel like anybody's in danger when you know it's just a yeah, shiny CGI That they're just tentacle. looking at a tennis ball on a stick. That too, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I understand that some of those creature effects would have been hard to do practically if they wanted to film them the way they did. Like when the big wasp things are like landing on the glass. Yeah. If you wanted to do that practical, you couldn't shoot it that way. Yeah. You could make some great like insectoid monster creature things. And then you'd have to film them in certain ways that didn't show them just explicitly landing on yeah. the glass, cr crawling around and shit like that. It'd make you get more creative with I it, mean, which I would think, be fine. Honestly, because the, for me, the bugs don't look that bad. You do the bugs digitally, that's fine. But do the tentacles, like do actual tentacles. Yeah, there's no like, reason I, That wouldn't could. even be hard. No, not yeah. at all, man. Yeah, you could have a dude's arm inside of a tentacle, reach out Boom. and grab somebody. There and you go. Done, and it would look yeah. better than that, yes. you know? Yeah, I don't know. I would say that the, the the special effects in this are a bit a bit of a downer for yeah. me personally. You know, mm -hmm. uh, definitely something that I would knock this movie for. And these yeah. monsters are kind of coming through a, a rift, a portal of some sort. It's yeah. never really explicitly said what's going on, but they're just kind of like, yeah, we yeah. did this project. We we're trying to open well, up a window, but it was a door. Yes. 
which you may remind you of a, a little show that some people watch. I don't know if everybody's seen it. Hmm, I don't know. It's kind of a, obscure. Called Stranger know. Things. Oh, I've heard about right. that. Yeah, I've which heard is, about it. Um, very much influenced by Stephen King's work. And very. obviously hugely influenced by The Mist. Because this idea of them trying to open a, the a window. And yeah. then accidentally opening a portal and stuff getting through. That's Stranger Things, isn't it? Right, and then Lovecraftian horrors, Stranger Things. Like, The Mist and and Stranger Things have so much in common. It's funny because I didn't even realize it while I was watching it. It never even fucking crossed my mind. Yeah. And then we were talking before the episode, and you're like, yeah, it's like Stranger Things. And I was like, holy shit, it is like Stranger Things. Like, if you you took uh, The Mist and gave it the cast Mm -hmm. of The Goonies... That Stranger Things. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And, and and really, you could see The Mist as a, a prequel to Stranger Things in some way. Because this... Um, they, they intentionally tried to make it ambiguous as to what year it was. That's true. Yeah. So, like, the you see the, the cop cars in the beginning are 80s police cruisers. And, oh really? Yeah, and the military uniforms are older military uniforms, I did not updated. That. They yeah. did, they didn't look new. Yeah, yeah. So they wanted it to be a bit ambiguous. So like this could be because like you see, I think one of the first time Will sees the upside down, what he sees is a, a grocery store that's like destroyed and that big fucking creature like looming over it, which could basically be like it could be a scene in this movie yeah a scene in this movie at the end like if they were to show that instead of you know this does have it has a very depressing ending but also not a depressing ending like basically the mist goes away that's true the good guys do win the good guys do win but also the good guys lose so yeah (laughs) but you know really whenever you think about this originally being written in 1980 yeah that makes it even more like Stranger Things. Exactly. Really, really, really. Yeah. So those Duffer brothers, I think, you know, I mean, they've never been cagey about how much influence Stephen King has. Oh, obviously. Yeah. I, I'm sure they would readily admit that The Mist is a big influence. Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, the the monsters are very Lovecraftian. Yeah. Just with him having this, like, you can't really recognize it uh-huh. as anything from our Earth and their tentacles yeah. and they're slimy and gooey and, and stuff. St- Stephen King is certainly the spiritual successor to Lovecraft. And, sure. and And has, you know, again, he he would not deny his huge Lovecraft influence. So, yeah, the, the creature design is very Lovecraftian, tentacles, etc. Like, incomprehensible body, basically. Whatever yeah. that tentacled thing was. What's like, it attached to? Yeah. Don't even know. Yeah, and then there's like, you know, the bug creatures, etc. Yeah. Do you think it'd be a good idea if we started up a small chain of arts and crafts stores that were centered around dark and gothic subject matter called HP <laughs> Loves Crafts? <laughs> Do you think we could do that? Yes. Trademark Dead Lovely. Trademark Dead Lovely. Yeah, you heard it here We're first. We're going to open HP Loves Crafts. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have digital coupons and stuff when we'll I'm the next episode. Like, you know, the stuff to crochet a Cthulhu yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a Shubnagurath in the back. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. This is coming together very nicely. Coming soon to HP Loves Crafts. <laughs> It's our new sponsor. It's our new Etsy store. Yeah. Go on over there. <laughs> so, yeah, you got the, uh, the the Lovecraft influence. Anything else that you see kind of coming in play with this? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's an episode of The Twilight Zone that I would say is, was probably an influence on the original story. Mm-hmm. It's called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. Oh, and it's really just a, a basically about a small uh, neighborhood being cut off 
by you know not having phone service or whatever and then everybody coming together and their paranoia building and building and building mm, okay. and turning on each other it's kind of a dystopia lord of the flies yeah lord of the flies i would say is also an obvious influence because yeah. lord of the flies of course has children uh you know leaderless rudderless children trying to figure it out but it, it was supposed to be an allegory for all of humanity it's true that we're all that like if, if stuff crumbles a lot of people couldn't handle it they mm-hmm. wouldn't know what to do and would freak the fuck out yeah because this is also kind of yeah. about that societal sort of yes. crumble and people going back to their base instincts to yeah survive and, and you shit. immediately start seeing the tensions between reason and religion Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody like, pairing almost, off into little factions yep. and stuff that kind of tribalism that yep. will occur whenever humans are present yeah and uh, <laughs> I think one of the central themes of this is it's it's imagining a world in which Christians are right okay this is an interesting thing that you just sort of touched on during yeah. the party last night and I was I was pretty fucked up when you were yeah. talking about it. So I don't <laughs> quite remember what it was right. so okay. why don't you run it by uh, sober Ben okay what, so. what you're talking about <laughs> So, uh, the trials and tribulations that you read about in uh, Revelation in the old Bible. Behold, a pale horse, a beast with seven heads. Yeah. And a beast with seven stuff heads. Stuff like that. That's some Lovecraftian shit, isn't it? Well, shit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, basically, these Lovecraftian horrors that are biblical horrors show up, and the people who follow religion seemed to be blessed by them. Like, when that bug lands on Marsha Gay Harden, what's her name? Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Carmody. Carmody, yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sting her, for some reason. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Yeah, and she's all of the attitude, like, this is the end times, yeah. and all that kind of thing, which pretty much every major religion kind of has this hard-on for the end of the world. Yeah. Where when it starts happening, they're like, cool, I'm right. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, and we also have... Oh, shit. She's from The Walking Dead. The... I think the her name's Amanda. Short-haired lady. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she... Fuck, what is her name? I feel terrible for not remembering her name. She's, She's awesome. with the brunette girl? Uh, no, the one with, like, very oh, short Oh, the hair. very short-haired girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. She comes back early. at the very end. Yeah, and comes back at the very end. She seems to be this display of having faith. She walks into the mist... Everyone else who goes into the mist just dies. Yeah. But she has this faith and desire to save her children that somehow protects her. So, like, again, this this world seems to be that basically Mrs. Carmody is right. Mm-hmm. And That's the people interesting, who end up punished are the people who are good people, but didn't accept the gospel. Didn't have faith. Yes. And, and it shows the horror of what that world really is. It's it's basically saying to Christians, like, you're cool with this. <laughs> like, you can imagine a day where all the good and wonderful people you know who are not Christian are going to be tortured. Annihilated. And annihilated by monsters and have to deal with this terror because they didn't accept what sounds delusional and crazy. <laughs> like you want this and you're okay with that. You're like like cool, how I was right. Yeah. So like the, <laughs> I think if it has a fully happy ending, like Stephen King's original does, it kind of undercuts that message. So having the depressing, like, killing your friends to save them from the torture of being killed by these insane monsters, and then finding out that they're gone now, 
And now you have to deal with that for the rest of your life. He was a good person. He was doing the right thing in the right moment, but mm-hmm. he's being tortured by it because, again, he didn't accept what was said to him by a crazy person. You know, it's interesting because I can see everything that you're talking about, yeah. and then I can also see the other side of it where it's like, okay, all of these things, these monsters that start showing up, mm-hmm. it's just because some government guy accidentally opened oh, up yeah. a portal into another dimension. Oh, for sure. It's not the end times. It's, it's not, not the end times. And it ends in a day. Yeah. So it, It's not yeah. Revelation. Yeah. That actually doesn't happen. Right. And then when that wasp thing lands on uh, Marsha Gay and it doesn't sting her or kill her or whatever, mm-hmm. well, it's because she was standing stock still. Yeah. Maybe that's all it's Maybe that's it. all it is. But she sees it and she's like, oh, it's because I have faith and blah, blah, blah. And right. these monsters are coming out because it's the apocalypse, yada, yada. Yeah. And, and again, we don't, those people that are left behind in the, the grocery store, we don't see what happens to them. They may have all died horribly. Yeah. Who so knows? like, uh, you know, my, my theme that I'm seeing and it may not be fully supported by the movie, but I think it is. I think that that's kind of what he was going for was just yeah. this idea of like, like how depressing and disgusting is it that you can sit in church and talk about the end times and be happy and joyous. Oh, about totally. It. Yeah. Like it's just, an it'll be awful. Thing. It'll, it'll be, be awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. And just for you Bible thumpers out there, go ahead and read your Bible instead of thumping it. You're not going to be whisked away into the heavens during these trials and tribulations. <laughs> There's a period of seven years of Yeah, where you're just going to fucking deal it's with gonna it. It's going to suck. Yeah. Real bad. So you're like, yay to that. I want that to happen. <laughs> what? Do you really, though? Do you? Nobody yeah. could possibly want that. And so what I can kind of see as far as some of the elements of, of faith in this movie, because I think that faith is a huge, a huge part of this mm-hmm. movie, because you have all these people who are like, there's nothing in the mist. No, there's something in the mist. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it is. Right. It's all like, I think the mist basically just kind of represents the uncertainty of what happens when we die. It could be the unknown well, of, of anything, but even early in the movie, Marsha Gay is like, it's death. What's in the mist? Oh, yeah. It's death. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's the crazy lady. Until all the crazy shit she starts saying coincidentally lines up with what's going on. Then everybody's like, maybe she's right. Maybe she's right. Exactly. And I think that that's the thing about the movie is throughout the whole flick, while uh, Thomas Jane's character, David, Mm -hmm. the dad in the movie and stuff, while he was holding his own faith, which is to say he wasn't really sure of what was going on. He just knew he had to keep his son safe and stuff like this. Everything went pretty decently okay yeah now at the end of the movie whenever you know again mega spoiler territory yeah uh whenever he decides well we're stranded in this car car's out of gas i'm gonna yeah. kill my son uh what's her name amanda yeah Lori holden uh yeah amanda that's her and these two other people that yeah, were in the then, car uh, yeah jeffrey damon and and that that cute old lady yeah who uh <laughs> seemed to be uh, anti-government. I liked her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, was, <laughs> she awesome. was cute. Whenever he makes that decision that the best thing would be to mercy kill these four people uh-huh. and then just try my own luck against this or let whatever's in the in the mist take me out. Yeah. Maybe that is him finally being like, you know what? I think that the Christian lady was right. Yeah. I think that this is the end time. Yeah. You know? Oh, man, that actually would fit really well with my idea. Basically, yeah. it would be saying that like at that point... He uh, embraced that, yeah, and maybe that's what cleared the mist. 
in some way. Like his embracing of that clears the mist, but it becomes his torture and torment. Like, yeah. I seriously feel like you could have waited just a little bit longer. Like, just, I mean, just they were in that until, car for like 30 yeah. seconds. And just, it was like, guess we yeah. should kill ourselves. <laughs> wait until a monster starts attacking the car. Yeah. There okay. You go. Yeah. It's like, Boom. guys, this thing's coming at us. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take care of this. It'll be less mm. bad than if this monster tears us all in half. Yeah, just wait a little. I mean, they're like, cars out of gas. Guess I'll just kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. Can't even go look fast. for some more gas or something? Yeah, like, maybe. Or yeah. try to hotwire another car on the road or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I think, that, I think that basically the movie is showing us that he either had a momentary lapse in faith mm-hmm. of his own right. or he momentarily embraced this faith that was false. Right. And it made yeah. him make... The worst decision. Yep. Because <laughs> as soon as he kills everybody and he gets out of the car, well, mm-hmm. here comes the uh, the military, including that one woman who was on that on the back of that truck who had faith yeah, to the, go save yeah. her kids and stuff. She's fine. She she's a okay. Walked through the mist just fine. Yeah. Wait does does a woman get killed by anything in the mist in this? Hmm. Or is it just men? Is it just men that get killed by them? I mean, surely during like the the bug attacks and stuff, surely somebody gets sure. taken out. Oh yes, Sally. She got stuck. Yeah, the the yeah, checkout the, girl the checkout uh, played girl. by Alexa Davalis, who is in Man in the High Castle. Yeah, uh, is adorable. Yeah, she is. Um, Dude, she gets all stung and she's yeah. all swelling up and shit. Yeah, it looks awesome. It's brutal. Yeah. yeah. Again, the special effects makeup. Yeah, it's so good. Looks great. Mm-hmm. I think well, that little. Greg Nic- I mean, Greg Nicotero. Awesome. Nicotero. Yeah. I think that little side story her character had with like that romance with the military mm-hmm. guy was completely. Yeah, it didn't really go anywhere. No. I yeah. mean, I guess all that it kind of showed you is that people will embrace each other in times of crisis, yeah. but well, I didn't really need that to make this movie any better. Yeah. And the, the, we do get a little too much focus on the military guys when all they really have to reveal is that it's kind of their fault. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. let's maybe not see them as much. They keep showing shots of them just being off. I, I get why they're doing it. Showing shots off to the side, whispering to themselves to sort of build up this tension of what do they know? Yeah, what do they know yeah. that we don't know? Yeah, but it, I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't pay off for me. What do you think about the performances and stuff in this movie? We got some some veteran actors. Like I said, Thomas Jane, the Punisher. Plays the Punisher dad. Punisher dad. Yeah, Punisher dad. Uh, Marcia Gay Harden is awesome. I love her and everything, and she's amazing. She's one of those people, dude, that I never remember her name. Yeah. But she's one of those people that you've seen her in eight billion things. Mm-hmm. She's just one of those actresses that's been in a lot of stuff. And she is amazing. Honestly, I didn't really like her in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I think, honestly, it's more to do with her, the dialogue. her dialogue. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that... Every character kind of sounds the same. Every character kind of sounds the same. Yeah. And the problem with her character, too, to me was, is that... She seemed to not be aware of what decade she's in. Like, the way that she right. talked and all yeah. of her fire and brimstone talk yeah. reminded me of somebody that would be more out there like, we've got we've to quit selling the liquor in the United States yeah, and get like this prohibition on. Or something. Yeah, like the way she talks is very overdramatic and fire and brimstone. I feel like we need to go to Maine. <laughs> Maybe that's just how it is. Maybe that's just how Maine is. Maybe Stephen King's dialogue is fucking nailing it. Everybody in Maine kind of sounds the same, and it's a little weird. Maybe we just don't know about it. You might be right. Yeah. You might be onto Head something on right there. there. Yeah, because everybody's dialogue in this is is not great. Not great. It kind of yeah. all a lot of it felt like placeholder dialogue yeah. that they just didn't really finish up, and yeah. but they were kind of chained to do the lines as they were on the page. Yeah. A lot of the dialogue to me is very stilted. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say that. And doesn't sound exactly the way people would talk. Yeah. No, no, especially her. Thomas Jane, I think, does an okay job. He does an okay job. Andre Brower, uh, Captain Holt, 99. <laughs> um, Andre Brower's great and everything. He. I mean, he can't be bad. I just don't think the man is capable of doing a bad job. Wait, which one is he? Uh, he's Brent Norton. He's oh, the, the neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he was great in this. He's actually yeah. probably I think the best performance. Yeah, and, then, in the and he dies halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is too bad. He's I good. would say it might be either him or Toby Jones who plays Ollie Weeks again. The, another guy who you see in everything, yep. and I never know his mm-hmm. fucking name. I feel like uh, his line delivery was the most natural of it. Like he yeah. somehow made the lines work in a way that not everybody else was able to do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I think the kid is one of the better actors in the movie. The kid yeah. does a pretty damn good job. Yeah, he does a really good job. Uh, William Sadler, who plays uh, the mechanic guy, who uh, you know when they're uh, trying to fix the generator oh right yeah, yeah uh, that guy. you've seen william sadler and a ton of things i think he played the president in iron man 3 or like he's okay. in a ton of shit yeah he was one of those cats who i was like what do i know this guy everything from? basically you know, like everything. all these are all great character actors it's like you, they're in everything um so they, they they did a good job casting and a lot of these are people from uh stuff that uh darbont had done before you know jeffrey demun is in i believe shawshank and William Sadler's in Shawshank. Okay. Yeah. And then also, he would end up later working with them on Walking Dead. Lori Holden was in the first few seasons. Then, uh, so was Jeffrey DeMunn. And I am, I feel goddamn terrible. I can't remember that short-haired lady's name. <laughs> Fuck, she's so good. Yeah, she is really, really good in this. She's not in it very she's much. She's not in it much, but she's a, she has a, a real emotional, like, speech and it's it works yeah, yeah yeah i thought the guy that or sorry the lady that played the wife at the first of the movie she was all right she's barely yes in it, she's barely in it, and she is so good and she's in a lot of stuff too and i don't remember her name yeah yeah, yeah. it's a lot of people who are not necessarily a list but it's a bunch of actors and actresses you've seen in mm. everything Melissa McBride is the name of the short-haired woman. There we go. We got it now, man. (laughs) Yeah, so overall, the cast and stuff, and this is pretty good. I think that the dialogue could have used some more spit shine. Yeah, a little work. It feels like lines lifted from a Stephen King book. I mean, basically, like, if they had just brought those lines to them and just sat them down and been like, how would you say this? How, how do you feel it would work best? Like, yeah, just do a little work. A little to more maybe, faith in the actors yeah. and actresses on board. Maybe would have made this a little bit better. But again, such small budget. They probably just didn't have time to do that. Now, what did you think about the soundtrack in this flick? <laughs> it's not good. Mm, no, especially at the end. Especially I at the end. I hated that at the end. Uh, is that the Dead Can Dance? Uh, Apparently, yeah, yeah, I think so. There's not a lot of soundtrack in the movie. A no, lot of not. it is just silence. But then it comes in at the wrong moment with the wrong. Oh, dude! <laughs> I swear to God, man! Like the the main soundtrack cue that I can think of that plays several times throughout the movie and at the very end after he yeah. realizes he killed all these people for nothing. Mm. It reminds me so much of that part in Team America World Police yes. where he's like sneaking into the tavern as Hawk Med. Yeah. And he's like, the eyes burn like the eyes of Allah or uh-huh. whatever. And the soundtrack is like, oh, Shakudu. Uh-huh. It's like that yeah, kind of Middle like Eastern ca- sounding It sounds like stuff. a Muslim call to prayer, kind of. Kind it's of. It's not. It though. sounds yeah. like generic, quote, exotic music. Yeah. 
and it just yeah. sounds really dumb and out of place in this dude yeah, I it's just so like it. over dramatic and i honestly think even just like having a human voice going oh yeah is very distracting and just takes you out of the moment of the acting that's going on i feel like that like at the end no sound would have been better it would have been better yeah yeah totally yeah, mimic the the shock that tom jane is feeling yeah make him feel and look yeah. and sound truly alone in the world yeah he's at not, that point. in his head he's not like oh, <laughs> <Chicago>. <laughs> and then other things too that i noticed in this movie like other than soundtrack being really mm-hmm. shitty when it was there during those times where there's not any soundtrack a lot of times it's too quiet like yeah. you got a those scenes too quiet yeah mm-hmm. well like you've got those scenes in the grocery store Mm-hmm. Where they'll be, I mean, how many people do you think are in there? Like a hundred people are in there. Yeah, I'd say a hundred, right? It's, it's probably a little less than that, but let's say a hundred. And you've got characters like Thomas Jane and uh, Marsha Gay Harden, uh, Miss Carmody, mm-hmm. and they're having some like big philosophical debate about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And like nobody in the rest of the store is talking. It's like they have the silent agreement to let one person at a time talk. Yeah. Have you ever been around a crowd? Yeah. They don't get, do that. It gets loud as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And you have a lot of, <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up and yeah. stuff like this. Like the way the crowd and this behave mm-hmm. it's like there's there are a bunch of npcs like non-playable <laughs> yeah. characters in the town square in your favorite rpg where they just kind of stand around and do nothing it's like too quiet there's like no ambient noise there's yeah. no people talking amongst themselves yeah, no there rabble, would be rabble, a lot, rabble. there'd be a lot more be a lot more rabble yeah a lot, a lot more rabble, rabble. yeah it just struck me as like very strange where it was like do they just let one person at a time talk in maine is that what they do i think so I'm, yeah again maybe he's doing whoever's right. holding the conk yeah oh they, yeah. they're the ones who get to speak <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah whenever there was soundtrack i just found it very yeah, distracting didn't, didn't um, like it so let's talk about expiation ben I don't know what that is, so I can't talk about it. What that is? The shedding of blood. Oh, Lord of mercy. Yeah, somehow the shedding of blood is supposed to fix things. You know, these sacrifice animals, blah, blah, blah. Then they sacrifice Jesus, etc. That guy. Um, Aztecs sacrificed a lot of people. Sure did, didn't they? Lots. Boy, I bet it fixed things. I don't think it did. That's why the Aztecs are still around. They're they're not. They're not. No. Oh, not with us anymore. Right. Yeah. It didn't work out. Yeah. It just don't really work. Yeah. She kind of. Uh. Marsha Gay suddenly has this idea to like sacrifice the boy, which I'm like, where's that in the Bible? <laughs> uh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what they were going for. It was a, a direct Jesus allegory. Just. Why do you think that killing that boy would fix anything? He's innocent. Shedding of innocent blood somehow. Like, I mean, that's. I mean, that's that's what. Judaism and and Christianity are based off of it. Something that they again look at like it's a positive. Like yeah. <laughs> Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane and shed shed blood from every pore due to great pain and felt all the world's pain and agony and sins. And people are like, "Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen." It's like, why the fuck is that good? I get that what it's supposed to mean is he understands and and feels you because he's felt exactly what you feel. Mm -hmm. But that's not the part they focus on. They focus on a man on a cross. They focus on the fucking brutal death and and, uh, crucifixion. Yeah, Yeah, Catholics keep him hanging up there all the time. Give that guy a break. Let him down. this This is seriously like... Uh, wearing your crucifix would be like wearing a gun to honor Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Like this is in remembrance of Martin Luther King. This is Jr. the thing that killed him. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's ridiculous. I wear this airplane around my neck to honor mm-hmm. Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> and Richie Valance. And the big bopper. The big bopper. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> fuck yeah. planes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy that like I know I think that is you know a thing that's going on on throughout where they're just, it's just kind of exposing. Not entirely um, the insanity, but the bloodlust mm-hmm. that comes with accepting these parts of the religion. Like, there has to be some, like, there, there's some form, I, I think, of, like, you become a spectator to these things. As you're being told all this stuff about Jesus, you're imagining it. You're imagining this horribly brutal and disgusting thing happening Mm -hmm. and your brain is trying to like you know obviously deal with it however it deals with it but you're forcing yourself to like it yeah like that and then basing your life on the idea that it's good right and if you expose that a little bit it starts to be like that's real disgusting well that's the funny thing though isn't it about and i'm not just gonna pick on christianity in well yeah no but, but like, fuck about, every religion <laughs> yeah exactly i feel the same way fuck them all but like the thing the thing about basically any major religion that's i guess uh, of the the traditional kind of faith and stuff like that any abrahamic religion any abrahamic religion is saying, yeah. yeah is that it's all about rejecting things that humans naturally want to do yep it's like humans want to fuck the bible says don't fuck yep <laughs> abraham wanted to keep his son bible says sacrifice your kid yep and then Nah, I was just kidding. Yeah, I was just kidding. Nah, J, I was fucking around. J, J slash K. This guy, that ram that's stuck in that thicket over there, kill it. So it goes... I still want blood. <laughs> Give me blood. It goes with reason then to also have this idea that the number one instinct in any living creature is stay alive. Right. And in faith, it says, welcome death. Yes. It's all about and rejecting everything yeah. that comes naturally to yep. you. Which to me is just one of those things that's just crazy and hard for me to understand as somebody outside of the perspective of that yeah. but there just seems to be just overall this notion of reject everything that your body and your experience is telling you to yeah. do and that is good yeah to the point <laughs> of even like reject your body yeah just exactly. like yeah when you die you should be joyous yeah well, then oh you've my also god the got- things that await you in death like and how does that i mean that starts obviously from a, a good faith Argument: Your child asks you what happened when you die, and and you don't want them to be sad, so you make something up. But then after a while, these children all come together and they say, "Oh yeah, this is what my parents said too." And then they all are start to to just base their lives on it. Yeah, to base their life on what will happen when they die. Exactly. Instead of living the life yeah, they what have. happens when you live. Yes. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an interesting way to put it, and you got to think too that perspective of. This looking forward to death and saying mm-hmm. that there's good things coming after you die. Yeah, I think a lot of that comes to from you got to think during the time period when these religions and stuff were created. Most major religions, yeah, life was hard, fucking hard. Life was really fucking. And people hard. died a lot, and a lot, of the, a lot, a lot of the people who died were babies. So it probably made you feel a little bit better in life mm-hmm. to think, oh, there's something better after this. Yes, of course it makes you feel better. You of know, of course it would. To, to live like for the the child that grows up in poverty and dies on the street from hunger to, to at least have the hope the thought that well you know at least, i'll, I'll get be better something. later yeah, yeah later 
I wouldn't take that from him. No. Why would you? Yeah. I mean, it's not true. But I think in this movie, too, <laughs> you you get to see the sick side of that where Marsha and the people that she, like, inspires in the grocery yeah. store that just become so obsessed with, like, this is what we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. This is foretold. It's supposed to be this way. It's Don't even good. try to fight it. Right. It's good. Yep. Yeah. And then, it again, at the very end, when we find out, oh, no, total bullshit, like, military guns can beat it yep you know science <laughs> here they technology are. can beat yeah. it i think that it just kind of shows that dirty underside of this where it's like yeah. it, if you just let these things make yeah. you welcome death to such a point that you're like whatever it's supposed to happen fuck it i'm gonna, it's I'm not gonna good. give the most real world example of how they are currently doing this global warming they let it happen yeah because jesus is coming anyway <laughs> I've even seen people argue that global warming is the result of Jesus being close to coming back. He's coming in hot. (laughs) Because the earth is supposed to be baptized in fire. Oh, God, no. Yep. Are people seriously? Yes. I wish they wouldn't. I wish they wouldn't either. I wish they would accept the the first thing that Adam was told about the earth, that he was supposed to take care of it. Yeah, shepherd of it and stuff. Fucking shit. Oh, my God, Let's avoid that. I'm I'm all for that baptism of fire. (laughs) It's gonna be great <laughs> what look look at it this way man for all of us absolute heathens that are gonna be left behind after yeah. y'all get vanished up to heaven can you imagine how awesome the world would be at that point <laughs> actually <laughs> oh buddy yeah oh, man. you took all of our problems like, finally thank you. some peace and quiet i'd actually right? become happy I'd, <laughs> I'd be like thank you there is a god and he's looking out for us he took all the assholes interesting yeah yeah i'd be pretty thankful for that i'd be like and you know what guys while we're alive let's get on this stem cell stuff let's yeah. see if we can let's work with that fixing the earth etc yeah <laughs> yeah in a weird fucked up way that would make me thankful for yeah. my creator like, like seriously, the, that sounds so bad. Just imagine the people, like the evangelicals, who are big Trump supporters. Like, if they're right and Trump is a godly man, God's a fucking He's an asshole. Prick. He's a fucking dick. Like dude. seriously, Woo, if that's your that's the re- guy, if that's your religion and that's your belief, you are what you always claimed Satanists are. Yeah. You don't care about children. You Uh don't care about other people. You don't care about the poor. You don't care about widows and orphans. Who said to care about those things? (laughs) Who was that? Yeah, Jesus fella said something about it. Yeah, there was a a fella from Nazareth who was like, (laughs) hey, you should care about all those people and really take care of them. And didn't really spend much time on, and guns are good. Not a lot Also, I'm very muscular and white. <laughs> and women, uh, get down in that kitchen. Oh, boy. Nope, that was Paul. Yeah. <laughs> that was Paul's Paul. Kind of a Paul's a fucking dick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to kind of analyze this, this movie from those perspectives and see how the people of faith react to this impending mm-hmm. doom and their attitudes towards it yeah. and stuff versus the people who are more just like, well, I don't know what it is. Cause you have other people in this that are very sure yeah. that there's nothing out there, which to me, I don't, I don't know. Like that, that's why I would always just kind of identify myself as, as being an agnostic of sorts. Cause uh-huh. I just don't know. Right. I don't that, know. And, and I that think, is, that is basically, yeah, that's what we see is the, the divide there. There are the atheists, the theists, and then the agnostics who are in between. Yeah. Basically like, uh, you know, the people who did see the evidence, they are, they know, mm-hmm. but then the people that won't listen to them, the atheists. Yeah. 
uh, who just are unwilling. There's to nothing s- out there. There's nothing. There's out nothing. There. And they're, they're punished. Yeah. 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 And because that to me is like to me somebody saying I know for a fact there isn't anything out there. Yeah. Uh, to me that's just as like pompous is saying i know for a fact what is out there <laughs> i just don't know dude right i get that you know my perspective is certainly um if there is a god he owes me some answers <laughs> you got some spam to do yeah. he's, he's got a lot to answer for no doubt and if if he rejects me i don't give a shit yeah he's kind of a fucking dick if that's the case yeah, yeah. kind of a dick yeah so I wouldn't care. Um, so yeah, I, I I claim myself to be atheist. Yeah. To just say no, there is no God because in some ways, like saying like, all right. So let's say somebody says fairies exist. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Yeah. I don't have to even think about what you just said. They don't. That's what I'm saying as an atheist because what you're saying is made up. I don't even have to think about it to then to be like, well, I don't know is fine but it's also like but they have no proof there's zero proof there's literally zero <laughs> proof they just brought something up okay. out of their head that's fair and that's it's fair. like yeah i don't know if that's real or not it's not though but it's not <laughs> fucking yeah. not like, yeah we can agree on that <laughs> that's true it's a good yeah. way to look at it but i i'm i get that like seriously we don't know what happens after we die because we think of ourselves as something like our the inner self state is existence. Yes. Yeah. We we separate our mind and our body, and we say our mind is this one thing and our body is this other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from my perspective, there's just like no reason for that separation. Mm-hmm. My mind and body are together. Like right. you go, you go for that oneness. The thought of, that one would live on after the other makes no sense. Yeah. Why would it? Like, yeah, why would it? Your brain's not firing. That's the thing that makes you think and feel. Yeah. Why would something continue? The sad part of that is that, that well, I can't imagine what that is. Mm-hmm. Like you don't experience anything ever again mm-hmm. and you're nothing and nobody to anyone ever again. Well, maybe that's the thing about this movie too, is maybe this movie is supposed to be, you know, cause I think that we're looking at it from the, from the perspective of just a bunch of heathens. Yeah. But maybe if you're a person of faith yeah, and you're watching this movie and it turns out that you were wrong. Yeah. Maybe that's what's supposed to be horrifying right. about this is yeah. all that's all that stuff you've been living your whole life about fucking doomsday and mm. Armageddon and tribulations, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then at the end it's like, or the government shows up and cleans it up yeah. and it was just fine. sort of a scientific misfire and you've just sacrificed your whole family for it and shit like this maybe that's the true horror of like fuck what if i'm wrong you know fuck what if i'm wrong that is like the real horror yeah like that's which is to people of faith that is the thing Mm -hmm. they ask us what if you're wrong and that's supposed to be horrifying for us too it's not (laughs) i I mean it is for some people i get that a lot of people who are like yeah if i am wrong i like and it really is like you have to accept it here and if you don't fuck you're you don't Toast. get you don't get no heavens yeah uh if it really is like that then yeah like i can see why you'd want to hedge your bets <laughs> and just be like <laughs> just to be safe just be safe it's gonna yeah. be baptized yeah though again the bible would tell you that you're not, not you're not converted yeah no. if you're not converted in your heart like just saying some words it's not gonna, not gonna do it yeah. not gonna do it not gonna do it this has been god talk with dead and lovely <laughs> seriously this is the most but i mean that, that, it is that's what this movie is it's about religion for the yeah i think it's about faith sure. and hope and religion yeah. and and attitudes of death and the unknown yeah 
and I, I really like what it does with that. Like all of the stuff that we're sitting here talking about, about, mm-hmm. about faith and right and wrong and hope and all that stuff, I think is really fascinating and very much at the core of the human experience of just like what happens when I die, what happened before I was alive. Like all of those things are questions that have plagued every group of humans ever in history. What mm-hmm. happens when we die? What's out yeah. there? You know? So I think that there's something very existential about what this movie is trying to touch on. I just don't think it does it that well. This is one yeah. of those movies that I would say is really ripe for a good retelling, which apparently yeah. there's a there's a TV series or there's something. There's a TV this, series right? that was canceled after one season. Oh, so it never got to tell uh, the whole story. It got oh, pretty good reviews, but basically the... <laughs> The thing I got from the reviews is that too increasingly depressing to wow. continue watching. Like I don't know how you could make this into like a, a longer series. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is a two-hour movie, and it feels too long. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, because the entire there's nothing. There's not much to root for. Yeah, and you're not going places. You're not meeting new characters. You're not seeing new locales. You're yeah. in a grocery store for like the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. know how you could do a TV series about that unless it's about just the greater world. Yeah, I would assume that's it. Yeah. I, I meant to watch it, but my internet was out for 24 fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. This is one of those ones that I, I would like to see redone with better dialogue, usable soundtrack, and, and much better special effects and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. And I would want Frank Darabont to do it again. I'd be fine. I, with I that. think he'd be cool doing it again, yeah. probably. Yeah. I yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Or yeah, maybe give somebody else a go at it if they if they want. But I, I think he had all the right fixings. He did. Yeah, it's just, just needed to stew a little more. I think. Yeah, need to keep that thing in the oven a little bit longer. Yeah, Frank. a little bit bigger budget. I I thought it was okay. It's not one of those hey, ones okay. I'm I'm itching to watch again. It's not one of those that I would refuse to watch again. Yeah. It just kind of felt long, weird pacing, bad soundtrack, bad special effects, bad dialogue. Yeah. But I like the message so much. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's like it's like going to a restaurant where you love the menu, but then all the food's not really exactly right. Yeah, but you're like, God, I wish it was all good. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, and you see the potential for it being good. Mm-hmm. You know, so you hope they get a new head chef someday. Yeah. and get the kinks worked out. I think as it is, though, if I'm going to give this thing a final final thoughts, final ratings kind of thing. I think I would probably hit this thing with about a, I'm going to say five and a half. Five and a half. It's just like barely above middle of the road for me. It's respectable. You know, if it didn't have the great, cool message and Mm -hmm. existential thoughts, it'd be like a three. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm almost doubling its score just because the subject matter is cool to me. You know, what about you? I think just considering some context of this coming out in 2007, around a time where we were starting to see good turns away from torture porn which mm-hmm. had been you know pervasive in horror for yeah, years the there. post saw horror verse yeah i i like that it it went a different direction entirely yeah it did stand out from the pack of what other horror yeah. flicks were doing at that time for sure um i like i like the acting a lot i like the way the story develops again wish the dialogue was a bit better mm-hmm. a bit more individual i i think some of the actors were able to make it their own but it's still they weren't able to create an entire character out of making a line their own that sounds like something anybody else could have said mm-hmm. so yeah it, it could be improved but i i enjoy this movie it is not one i would watch 
on a regular occasion. No, it's not, not going to be one of those once a year watches. Yeah. So for me, I like it a little bit better than you. I would say this is, a, this is about a six for yeah, me. I can, I can yeah. back that. That yeah. makes sense to Which, me. Which, uh, again, for everybody out there, our rating system is literally meaningless. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah. If you, if you go back and look at our ratings, like we All gave Home Alone a 10. Because uh, it is. Because it is. Yeah. <laughs> but also like, the Wraith, a 10. Uh, but, but like for me, this is, I, I would say, a little bit more enjoyable than my middle of the road, road autopsy movie. of Jane Doe. Yeah, it is. It's it's more enjoyable than that. I would watch this before I watch that. Yeah, but I, again, I don't think Autopsy of Jane Doe is a bad movie. Yeah. It's just a middle of the road movie. Nothing wrong with it. I back it. Mm-hmm. Now, next week, we're going to be talking about something that I'm going to tell you guys about here in just a second after we tell you guys where you guys can follow us on social media and all that jazz. Oh, shit. We got that Instagram. We do at Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast Group on Facebook. It's super fun. Come on over. Join. Uh, unless you're one of those non-Facebook people. I would really... I, I hate Facebook in a lot of ways, and it's I would the worst. really love to move completely over to Discord or something, but... Everybody's well, on the Facebook. Everybody's the on the Facebook. That's fine. Uh, but we have a Discord server. Uh, you want that link, you can email us or just check back through the uh, logs on Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com and... Go check out our Patreon, patreon.com, forward Give slash dead and lovely. Money. Good stuff. Now, Steve, next week on the show, we're going to be talking about a movie, and I really want to hone in on something very specific for our next flick. Okay. I'd like to, I'd like to maybe watch a movie mm-hmm. that's about a creature that perhaps don't want none unless right. you got buns, hun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me think. Uh, there's one with... Uh, have you heard of... Jennifer Lopez. Oh, Jenny from the block. That's her. Uh, yeah, That's her. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's from the block. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Maybe her. you've heard of uh, a young fellow named Iced Cube. Oh, Ice Cube. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I've heard of him. For tell. They both star in a movie called Anaconda. Anaconda, <laughs> which I don't think I have seen since I was like twelve. Yeah, I actually like um, we. We didn't know what we were going to do this week, and we just decided to go with something somebody had suggested. So. Yes, this is some this is some leftover $5 Patreon suggestion uh fallout. This wasn't the ones one of the ones that we drew, but it yeah. was in the in the list and we were like, "Oh shit, let's do fucking Anaconda. I think that'll be a fun one, just a shit talk. It was recommended by Jeremy Loki. Jeremy Loki. Hey, Jeremy thanks yeah. so much, Jeremy. He's a funny cat. Yeah. He's a funny fellow yeah. right there. Uh, so. We are friends on Facebook, post funny shit all the time. He's a meme man. He's Is one of them he? meme mans. A meme man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Meme Mr. Mustard, they mm-hmm. call him. A meme man. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I got to say, it's interesting doing an episode of this show where I'm not ready to fall asleep or am just, like, drunk by the end of right, it. Right, yeah. And, like, I'm going to go home and like do shit yeah instead of just like go to sleep yeah we have like a big family cookout that we're going to here in just a second i finished off my pedialyte and my stoke cold brew coffee i finished off my coffee and my rustic ipa uh-huh i now have to pee very very badly Me too. <laughs> but uh yeah it's kind of interesting i gotta say i don't mind the daytime format I don't either i think sometimes during the end of some of those really long late night ones that we do i'm like starting to just start asleep. dragging ass yeah. yeah and i know because i edit the show and i'm yep. like ben you're talking so slow <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's kind of interesting doing the during the daytime and not getting fucked up. 
That's weird. Maybe we can cross them over sometime and get fucked up during the daytime. Hell the yeah, show. day drinking. <laughs> well, you guys be sure to tune in next week when we'll be talking about Anaconda, which I think should be a, a really, really fun time because I, I don't remember it, but I do remember that it's terrible. Yeah. 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 But it's fun, terrible. Like Deep Blue Sea fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. You guys be sure to tune in next week. We'll talk to you guys then. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. You guys have been fantastic. We've been Uncle Ben. At Hollywood Steve. And we are dead and lovely. See you soon now. Bye-bye. <laughs>so lately i've been thinking about pepe Le Pew, the rapist yeah the rapist noted noted skunk rapist yeah and i was just kind of like imagining what the boardroom meeting that led to the creation of pepe Le Pew was so i imagine these guys sitting around at warner brothers there's warner brothers right oh yeah yeah and they're like okay you know kids they love animals we're gonna have some talking animals in these cartoons. They don't want right, to see people. Right, Yosemite right, Sam, right. he's not a main character. Nope. The kids want to see the talking animals. I'm thinking about a character that's a skunk mm. that likes the ladies. Oh, so he's like he, he stinks and he's good with women. Yeah, so he's yeah. like a French guy. He's like kind of running him off because he smells bad. Yeah. No, he's a rapist. Oh, wait, hold up. You want him to actually rape? He forces himself on all the other women. Uh, the kids will love it. Why would? Um, Huh. Okay. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll draw it. Okay. I guess we'll do that. How there couldn't could, have been much resistance. There couldn't have been much more to it than that. Yeah. Because that's the thing is, it seems like there is this very obvious through line of like, okay, he's after the ladies, but he smells bad because he's a skunk. Yeah. That's funny. I remember seeing it as a kid and just being like, I'm not sure why this is funny. What's supposed to be funny here? <laughs> it's like uh, one a cat running terrified for its life. And a slow stalking skunk just being like, <laughs> come back to me, my love. And I think it was also made to like make all of his kids think that like French people were horny all the time. Like they're just yeah. all romantic and just want to fuck like 24 seven. Right. Because <laughs> like there's nothing really else about him being French other than he likes no. to bone a lot. Well, I think the stinkiness like. Uh, oh, yeah. maybe that's it. Yeah. I think I think they're associating French people with stinking for some reason. <laughs> <laughs>